0: of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to personally invite you to be part of our next workshop coming up July 22nd through the 24th in Colorado. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY or visit gatewaymen.com. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this week's edition of the Pure Sex Radio Broadcast. We're glad to have you with us. My name is Jonathan, and we've got a great guest on the line with us. We've got Jeff Fisher. Jeff, how are you doing today?
1: Hey, Jonathan. Glad to be with you, and you and your listeners as well.
0: Yeah, so um, before we dive into some of what Jeff is going to talk about, um, let me just share with you, listeners, that we do these three-day intensive workshops for men periodically throughout the year in several regions around the country. These are our gateway to freedom workshops. And we've had hundreds of men come through these workshops and just find that they are an incredible catalyst for moving them forward in their journey of um, maybe recovery, but also just moving forward as a man of sexual integrity. And so if you're a man or you know a man who is struggling with any kind of sexual stronghold, and he's just looking for a way to break free. Maybe he needs to tell his story for the first time and just start the journey. Or maybe he's been on the journey for a while and and he's stuck. Uh, these Gateway to Freedom workshops can be a great way for moving forward. If you'd like to learn more about those workshops, uh, simply go to gatewaymen.com or you can call us toll free at 1-800-49-PURITY. Well, Jeff, I'd love for you to just be able to kind of uh, reintroduce yourself to our listeners. It's been a while since you've been on the program. Maybe just share with them a little bit about, um, about yourself and kind of where you are in your stage of life and ministry. And then I'd love for you to share with us a little bit about what you've done with your 21-day Purity Jump Starts and just maybe talking about accountability as it pertains to our journey, not only in recovery, but also just in, in life
1: yeah and hopefully I'll be able to give some good tips to the listeners as far as starting their purity journey or restarting their purity journey or how to get solid in their footing with accountability um Jeff Fisher I live currently in the Raleigh North Carolina area I am I've been a minister for about 20 years I um, for the last 8 years my wife and I have been first recovering from my porn addiction and then getting to a point in our marriage relationship, but also personally, where we can start to share our story with others. And now, out of all of the blogs and podcasts and just wise bits and tips that we've been able to gather, we're able to put out uh, resources that are that are refined, you know, like in a book form. And, um, just, just to be able to, to, to filter through all that we're learning and pour it out to other people has been such a blessing. Mm-hmm. It was only eight years ago, Jonathan, that I was a church planter pastor over in Western New York, doing well on the outside, but caving in, you know, a lot of ways on the inside Spiritually in my relationship with the Lord, relationally with my wife, uh, emotionally in not having healthy ways to deal with the things that were triggering me and my feelings. And I turned to pornography. I turned to masturbation as my drugs of choice mm-hmm. and developed a secret life. And it's so hard as ministers because it's not, it's hard for any guy to be able to share that your secrets with anybody, but, uh, but double, triple hard for someone who's in ministry. And that's the only thing that they do. And, and, you know, the, the risk of exposure, the risk of what's my wife going to say, but also the risk of my livelihood and my job. Mm -hmm. And it paralyzes a minister To And it paralyzed me for a long time, and I kept thinking that I was one step away, one commitment away, one job adjustment away from licking the porn problem, but I had no idea how strong the grip was. And it took God having to expose me. I got found out. I had been searching at porn at work, and... Um, a denominational leader and a mentor found out my computer tracks, which I thought I covered up, but God loved me too much to leave me in that state. And it was actually his grace that exposed me. And of course, you know, that, that blows things up for a while and you go into crisis mode and shock mode. And how can I minimize this as much as possible? And Uh, It took wise counselors and helpers and resources for me to realize that there was a healing process and a deliverance process Mm -hmm. from the strongholds that I was in that needed to be that needed to happen. Of course, you know that. Go go ahead,
0: John. Well, let's I want to talk for just a little bit more about the, um, you know, the church leader, the person who is in some kind of Ministry role, because I think uh you know we've got listeners out there that are pastors or they're ministry leaders or they're they're in some kind of leadership role in their church and and you know you mentioned that in your story, it took getting found out I mean you had to get full blown caught before you yeah. were willing to really deal with this, but what would you say? to that person out there that is facing all of those things that you said are true. Hey, I don't, this can cost me my job and man, think a reputation. And here I'm saying one thing out of one side of my mouth about what I believe and how I'm expected to live. And then, man, on the inside, I'm just, I'm just decaying in this life of pornography. What would you say to that person in that position to help them move toward the light in this? What are some, what are some maybe, um, ways that they can, come into the light that they don't have to wait to get caught.
1: Right. First of all, I would, if I was having a conversation with that person or emailing them, I would, I would validate those fears. Those are real fears. Um, Yes. Sharing your porn addiction may cost you your job. It may cost you a lot of other things. There's a, there's another truth behind with that, that um, it's going to cost me more in the long run if I don't. But a guy who's stuck in the addiction is not going to be able to see that immediately. Um, mm-hmm. I would encourage him to begin to take some confidential steps in talking about it. I mean, a guy needs to, needs to come out of isolation into safe relationships. There's a lot of relationships for a minister that aren't safe with deep, dark secrets. Mm-hmm. So you have to find a ministry like porn to or be broken ministries or, find a a good uh, counselor who is sworn to confidentiality. Sometimes, unfortunately, another minister friend, you know, if there's, uh, you got to make sure you trust them. You know? Right. So I would, I would, I would start with a counselor. I would start with a professional ministry that is dealing with these problems. And we know how important, safety is. We know how important confidentiality is. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have to. Of course, you've got to move toward truth and sharing. But let's deal with the let's let's break out of the isolation into a very safe relationship first.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and, and the hardest thing I think about that is that it doesn't change the possibilities of all those fears that you that you mentioned, right? Right. But but it's kind of like okay, you could live in that place of constant fear um and those things still come true or you can bring it out and say I'm going to I'm going to get ahead of this thing. I'm going to I'm going to do the right thing even even if those things do still happen. You're yes. it's kind of like you have the choice of of living in fear or acting in integrity and integrity doesn't always mean that you're not going to face consequences i mean there's just a reaping and sowing principle but i think there's a greater peace that can be had in a person's life if they just say hey we're going to jump into this and come what may it's got to be dealt with regardless
1: when i got found out jonathan i had no control at all of the share In fact, I had to go into super quick mode to address the relationships with people. Uh, I mean, I I got intervened and uh, my wife was, you're never prepared as a spouse for the big share explosion, but I had to do that immediately. And then Mm -hmm. that week I was, that, that next day or so I was sharing with church leaders and, you know, it was just all just an explosive event when you start uh, working with a counselor over the ministry, um, I don't want to, you can't control everything. I mean, but, but you can, you can at least have, have uh, a timeline to your share and to your reveals and some thinking of that out. And and certainly just some moral, emotional support (laughs) along the way. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: So what would you uh as you kind of started to get some freedom and started to work through your own recovery um what were some of the initial insights you had because here you're you're a person that's in ministry and sometimes there's this disconnect that people have who are in ministry it's like they have all this incredible knowledge in their head and their heart is this very um withered you know mm-hmm. empty part of their being. Um, And so a lot of times recovery starts to kind of connect those two and say, oh, let's start getting some of this great information that you've had and see how it might apply to this withered dead heart. Um, What were some of the initial insights you had that started to make those connections and say, man, I've been telling other people certain ways to live that are based on truth, but I haven't lived it. And now maybe I'm starting to discover these things in a new way.
1: I think I was so solo in my trying to deal with the problem and and just solo with me and God, you know, working on the vertical relationship without serious regard to the horizontal relationship. You know, there's so many one another's in the Bible and God's God will heal aspects of your of your purity struggles with just you and him but there is a plethora of of other healing that needs to take place in the one another segment so that's probably the biggest tip and mm-hmm. and uh, you know explosive insight that I the aha moment and going into a support group for the first time i was scared to death sure. even though i had talked to the pastor that was you know a shepherding over that th- those ministries, and I knew uh that that he was going to be there for support. I just said you know I, I I can go one time, and if I never like it again, I never have to go again <laughs> but yeah. just said i had to to talk myself into having the courage to go and knowing that this is going to make it better. But when I got into group, Jonathan, hearing other guys. Share this, the same language and the same types of struggles and everybody had a, had a little bit of their story that, that was parallel to mine. And I, I don't, I don't know that there was any big huddling around me or big, you know, exchanging of phone numbers or accountability, but it was just that, that I was finally around some other guys that were that looked like me and were this you know, kind of the same and had, had kind of the same struggles,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but, but, but we're helping each other. Yeah. And, and when somebody confessed a slip, there wasn't shame coming back. Now I didn't know that word and I didn't know to share that concept, but it, you said it a lot in your podcast about creating a no shame environment in your groups. And that's, spoke to me a lot. I think, I think there are aspects of God's grace and God's love that we're only going to discover in a community of believers. Mm -hmm. And that's part of what group has taught me.
0: What is the, uh, what is the biggest barrier you think to guys getting, being brave enough to, first of all, step into those no shame environments and then to actually share their real story? Uh, Because you're talking about how important this fellowship is, this connection, and we're going to talk a little more specifically than about accountability structure, you know, kind of what does that look like? But what do you think are some of the barriers that keep so many from engaging that great resource and great environment more fully?
1: I think it's the self-reliant, independent attitude that especially us men have um, That. Keeps us from reaching out for help,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and keeps us from trying to connect with new people. And there's a, to, to, to come out of isolation and to share, uh, or, or, or to step into a group or step, break the ice on a counselor. It's, it's a mammoth step. And, um, I think God will help give the courage. I think as, I think more and more, uh, listener, as, if you've not done that step, as you hear us speak and as you read the truth of God's word and read other resources and hear God speak his truth through podcasts, I think that the spirit of God will give you courage to take that action step. Um, you know, going straight from zero to group is hard, but from zero to shoot an email Mm-hmm. it's still very, you know, it's still got some distance, <laughs> you know, and you can ease into it, um, making the phone call, having an interaction. I think one thing that impressed me about your ministry, Jonathan, is when, as I reached out for advice or mentorship, uh, you were pretty quick to respond in an email to me and to give a thoughtful response. I, I, I think that there's, there's, There's a lot of ministries and groups that don't do that very well, Mm -hmm. but you got to keep trying and you got to, it's not just I'm reaching out to one group leader or one ministry. I'm reaching out to a few and, you know, don't write pages and pages in your email. Um, Write, write a little test email, (laughs) test the waters a little bit to see if they're out there. Say, Hey, you know, I, sometimes I get emails that just say, I need help. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a feeler. Or, uh, almost, You should almost just say, how are you out there? And my response back is, this is Jeff Fisher. Uh, I'm here. What's been going on? What do you need help with? And that means the world to people.
0: Yeah, you know, I started a, f- a few years ago uh, doing this thing that some people thought I was nuts to do. I started this Completely open invitation. I call it Java with Jonathan. Um, And where anybody, any guy, I should say any guy, this is not for women uh, because I don't meet one-on-one with women. But uh, for any guy in the local area that wanted to have a no-judgment, one-hour conversation with me to share his story without even – I wasn't even going to be there to give advice unless it was asked. Mm. It was just – what I started finding is there's guys that want to tell their story. They they want to, they want to have an environment where, yeah. listen, I'll buy you a cup of coffee and you can tell me your story. There's not going to be any shame. There's not even going to be any um, expectation on you. It's just an environment where you can get out what you usually don't have the right environment to get out. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that kind of comes back full circle to, unfortunately, what, is very present a lot of times in the church environment. There's simply not those atmospheres, there's not those environments that are safe enough for people to be able to share their story without their having incredibly negative repercussions um, that are unhealthy. I'm not saying that yeah. there are never any negative repercussions. Obviously, there's consequences when we sin, but there are there are what we would call the natural consequences. And then there are what we, I would call these unhealthy, shameful consequences. Um, and those aren't helping anybody. And I think that's the reason why so many continue to stay quiet in the church is because they've seen and they've heard of all of those um, shameful, unhealthy consequences that come back on them.
1: I think for us, Jonathan, is as, as purity ministers, to keep extending those types of invitations. Hey, I really do mean it. Hey, no shame. Hey, here's my email address. Um, I'll have to ask the next guy that that emails or calls or gets into accountability with me. Hey, how long did it take you of listening? How many hours of podcast did you listen to before you felt like that you could contact me? Yeah. yeah, that's true. Probably quite a lot.
0: So let me let me ask you about this. You've got this uh, great tool. Uh, you call it your 21 Day Purity Jump Start. Um, yeah. W- why don't you share with the listeners a little bit about what what that's all about and maybe how um, they could get more information on that.
1: Yeah, I started thinking about what are, what are some basic key areas that a guy or a gal needs to learn about in order to have a strong start or have a strong restart to their purity journey. Um, And I thought, I thought three weeks is manageable, you know, for thirty days or forty days. Sometimes maybe it's it's overbearing or something, you know, for a book resource. But I, I felt like that, hey, if I could if I can get three works, three um, three weeks worth, and then do it in kind of a workbook workbook form, mm-hmm. then I think that would be good. And so, just, just some of the chapters are coming out of isolation, building a good defense, building a good offense, uh, building your support team, navigating slips and relapses, seeking accountability, identifying your triggers. Lots of, of key basic areas that I was learning over and over from other resources, other podcasts. And then as I would talk to guys and coach guys, these were key areas that we were, we were dealing with. Um, at, at the very core of the book are four S's. There's support, there's structure, there's strategy and there's spiritual life. Mm. Um, these just kind of emerged. I didn't read them anywhere, but I thought, Oh, that's getting pretty close to four S's there that I think that I can, can sum up purity with. And when I do an assessment with with guys, I will use these four S's. I I, want to know what kind of support do you have? And I just found myself over and over again, x-raying their support system. Tell me who you have safe, who knows at least a little bit of your story, who's for you and helping you. Mm -hmm. And then uh, do you have any professional support and do you have a group and so forth? So that's the support. The structure has to do with well, what's scheduled on your calendar or in your week? What do you have to go to? Um, what what kind of appointments do you have? What kind of regular things do you have that's feeding your purity journey? So there could be things like accountability meetings, but there could be support groups, counselor meetings. Um, I've got the daily discipline of a Bible time. Um, that could be something that is part of your structure. Um, strategy is very simply defense and then offense. Mm-hmm. You start with your defense, you start blocking out the bad things so that you can have some breathing room to work your offense. Um, I block out the bad things, bad people, places and things so that I can start to work on uh, pointing toward healthy people, places and things. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's strategy. And then um, spiritual life is obvious. Um, but spiritual life is the vertical with you and God. And as I've talked about also the horizontal with you and other Christian brothers, that's kind of a part of your support team. But are you putting yourself in environments where you can connect with other people? So that's where the, the going to church and the small group Bible study is important, but also you interacting with spiritual friends and having spiritual wise guys so that it's kind of neat that that the four s's kind of emerged and then i'm able to kind of as we go kind of expound on that in the 21 days Mm -hmm. it's by no means a comprehensive book but it's a jump start yeah or it's a re-jump start
0: (laughs) well what i like about what you've done is is you've reframed Um, accountability into a much more practical and realistic framework of authentic relationships because you know sometimes uh, one of the things we talk about in in our ministry a lot of times is that so many men get this lame view of accountability which is basically nothing more than a beat each other up meeting and just tell each other to stop it and yes it's like well, tell me something I didn't know. You know, I mean, are you, are you, are you going to insult my intelligence and think that I never thought that a good idea would be to stop looking at porn? You know, So it's like, could we maybe get beyond that and make this a little more robust and helpful than just telling each other what not to do? And so sure. I, I like how you've also reframed that into the relational component rather than just, hey, you know, ch- check off these boxes on the list and then everything will be good. Um and and do and do that privately. It's like, no, no, there's a relational component here.
1: So day twelve is called seek accountability. And it starts out with where do I find an accountability partner? Mm-hmm. How do I how do those emerge? And and very simply, as you build your support team, your the people that you have chemistry with is going to start to emerge. It's very possible that God's already got one or two people in your life right now that could make good temporary accountability partners or potential accountability partners. One thing that I was finding Jonathan is that especially for guys that have been in isolation and don't have a lot of friends, they need instructions on how to build friends, but they also know that they need accountability. Mm. And so one of the things our ministry does is we do an accountability jump start. And I, uh, we just created a um, a service through our ministry where I will be the person's accountability partner it's it's a It's a paid program, and they can do it for up to six months. But why not if you haven't had a good accountability partner or if you don't have somebody that your wife trusts, then why not get somebody who who knows how to do an accountability meeting who um, will lead you in a good structure? Um, I help the guys build their strategy and then I look at their covenant eyes or, um, uh, triple X, you know, their X3 group reports. I look at their computer reports and that's a requirement to be in my group Mm -hmm. uh, or to be in an accountability relationship. I look at the reports every week with the guys. I give them feedback. We talk about, you know, and I expect the guys to check in, uh, slips. Mm -hmm. I expect to not, not have any surprises. When we meet, you know, don't go seven days without touching base if you've had a slip or a serious struggle. So I I help them with that structure.
0: Yeah, we've got less than a minute left. And I want to make sure that our listeners can get know how to get in touch with you and how to get these resources. So can you let our listeners know where they can get access to all of this?
1: Sure. Our website is puritycoaching.com. My email address, Jeff at puritycoaching.com you can find the book 21 day purity jumpstart in english and portuguese on amazon.com and we also have a swahili version a spanish version and a russian version that are um, in their proto copies so you just email me if you need one of those
0: Great. Well, Jeff, thanks for being with us. And listeners, we're going to actually uh, make sure all that information is posted on our website as well so that you can find it with this podcast. But Jeff, thanks again for being with us. Thank you. And listeners, we look forward to having you back here again next week on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.